Today, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler focuses in on canola as she talks with Canola Council of Canada agronomy specialist Autumn Barnes. Let's start by talking about the crop. Uh, based on what you're seeing, you're on the road a lot checking things out. How is the canola crop looking out there? Pretty variable. Um, in my territory in the southwest prairies, uh, there are some areas that are, are pretty dry and, and looking for some more moisture. But um, you know, all in all, I'd say we have uh, we have pretty good potential here. Um, I I just came off of walking some really nice fields, so I'm feeling really optimistic. But I know there are you know some areas where we're, where we're needing moisture. In, in my territory specifically, um, it seems like we didn't have much or as much flea uh, beetles as we've had in the past few years. So that's been really helpful. We've also had some pretty extremely hot days uh, and some pretty extreme winds. So the seedlings are, have not had have not gone without challenges, but I think I think we're pushing through. And you know, if we can get some rain in the next week here, then then we should be pretty happy. Flea beetles have definitely been an issue in some areas. Definitely, yeah, and and they're kind of this pest that you that you actually need to be out in every field walking and get beyond the headlands. Um, they'll often be worse around headlands in ditches, things like that, and so. Um, so getting out and scouting beyond that is important. Also important to note is um, around mid-June, so where we are now, is about when the adults that have overwintered die. So, so in the spring, um, the adults will emerge hungry. They'll start feeding on canola as soon as, as, soon as they can, as soon as the crop comes up. Um, they mate, they lay eggs, and then in mid-June they die. So um, if you're starting to see some, you know, some damage, but you're not quite at threshold, we're mid-June, you might just be able to, you know, profit off of their natural death uh, rather than, than spraying an insecticide to kill them. That brings up a very good point. We really want to encourage producers to get out in the canola field, in all fields really, get out there, walk the fields, do those plant counts. Yes, absolutely. So it might not be the most uh, technically challenging job in the world, but if uh, if you've got kids with you or you just want to, you know, get get out and actually go out and do a proper assessment, it's really important to go walk a field, get a good a good understanding of of plant density. So how many plants on average are there per square foot or per square meter? Um, and then with your thousand seed weight and your seeding rate, you can calculate your emergence from that. So. So definitely, um, going and doing a plant establishment assessment, going out counting plants is really important, but also understanding, you know, um, this is a great time to see, you know, stripes in the field if you had issues with your openers, maybe you, you were going running a little hot with your seed-placed fertilizer, um, you know, maybe there were some issues with some root rot, frost, there's been, uh, you know, a few challenges this year to choose from, so it's a good a good chance to really critically assess management decisions and, and hopefully try and do better for next year or give yourself a pat on the back, um, you know, if, if you've done everything right and you're hitting good weather this year. And, of course, we've got the plant count tool online now. Yeah, you bet. So what we're, we're really hoping that, that people pr- participate a lot in this. We're actually we're getting a lot of numbers come in this week, which is exciting. But we started a new project this year called Canola Counts. And what we're doing is crowdsourcing plant establishment data. So when you're out in the field doing your assessments, if you go to canolacounts.ca, um, you can either enter the legal land location or it can auto-locate for you. 
um, enter your email address and then you can enter your plant density and if you have your thousand seed weight and your seeding rate with you it will actually calculate emergence for you right there um, and then it'll email you the results so you can share that with your clients or your farming partners um, and then in July once we have all of our numbers finalized we're actually going to build maps out of them so kind of think like the insect forecast maps how they're sort of contoured maps with different colors and we'll be able to map uh, plant density and emergence across the prairie. So to do this well, we need a bulk amount of data. So we're really asking growers to take the 60 seconds um, or agronomist 60 seconds when you're in the field to quickly punch those numbers in um, to canolacounts.ca. If there's concerns about privacy um, and, and sharing data, we are blurring um, all of the individual fields to townships, so we're not going to be tracking anybody's field specifically or anything like that. We don't even save that information. Um, but we do want to be able to get sort of a contoured idea of what emergence and plant density look like across the prairies in different areas. And once again, what is that site? CanolaCounts.ca. You can also find it through the Canola Calculator site, but CanolaCounts.ca is probably the easiest way to go. And then, Autumn, just a, a final question while I have you here. We were talking about some flea beetle issues that producers have been dealing with. Any other insect or disease concerns out there that we should let producers know about? Yeah, so really kind of depends on where you are. I mean, cutworms were sort of at the tail end, although I just got off the phone with an agronomist who said he was finding some, some glassy cutworms this, this late in the season, which is surprising. Um but really, you know, we're sort of getting, depending on where you are, um, you, you could be thinking about a black leg fungicide, but I think most areas of the prairies are kind of pushing back that, uh, or pushing past that stage where you might get some benefit out of it if you, if you decided to use a fungicide for black leg. As the crop progresses, you know, in my territory, I actually saw a few fields that looked like they were thinking about starting to bolt today. Um, we're going to be starting to think about cabbage seed pod weevil pretty soon. Um, and so as the first flowers start to come out, then, then definitely that's when the sleep nets need to be out. Um, and we'll be looking for those. And then, of course, as we come into flower, we're going to be thinking about sclerotinia and ligus bugs. And we'll get into bursas. There's always exciting things to look at in, in canola fields. There certainly is. I've been talking with Autumn Barnes. Autumn is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. For Golden West... I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Egg Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.